Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. All right, it is a Friday. We are live in Los Angeles. It's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, off another winning week, the Blazing Five. We've had a very good last month after a brutal opening week. Now we're on a roll. It's separation weekend in the NFL. The fakes, the frauds from the fearsome, the foundational. J-Mac, you know, you and I love Fridays. Julian Edelman stops by today. Also, the trading deadline is Tuesday. So this is a very, very important weekend for a lot of these teams. Tampa could be one of them. Reality smacks them in the face, and it's like, hey, we can move some parts now, not be as viable, get back in that quarterback derby. What do you say? I, I like where your head is at on that one. I also hope I see the Packers, Lil Wayne's Packers, in the Blazing Five today. Are we going to see that? You're not going to see the Packers oh. in the Blazing Five. You will see the Jets, though. Ooh. And I want to start with this. The NFL... As of last night, probably Miami-Philly, get to that in a second, this is the start of the honesty season. The star quarterbacks, the deeper teams, um, the the better teams physicality-wise, often the better coaches separate. It's over for the posers. It's like dating. You go four or five dates, she thinks the world of you, you're really cute and charming, and then she realizes by the fifth date you're telling the same four stories, the same three jokes. Right? Like, uh uh-oh, reality, she's not interested. You're getting very small sample sizes early in the season with ideal weather. I'll I'll take an example would be Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield in the first four weeks was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on third down. He had 140 passer rating. He had five touchdowns, no picks. Small sample size. 
Last three weeks, no touchdowns on third down. 50% completion rate. Passer rating 70. Not picking on Baker. Now we get the truth. Now the posers. Now the warm weather quarterbacks. Now it gets cold and windy. It's harder. People have more film on Baker with the Bucks and Jordan Love with the Packers and Desmond Ritter with Atlanta. Now you're going to start to see the truth. Last night's a great example. The star quarterback with the star receiver, the emerging star tight end, the better O-line, the deeper roster, move the ball up and down the field. Shouldn't have been that close. Tampa had one good drive. Best throw of the night was probably their Hail Mary. And that's what it was. Buffalo should have won by more. So Buffalo, for all their issues, is not a poser. They're disappointing. They're underachieving. But that's a big-time roster. Edge rushers. Star receiver, star quarterback, O-line's actually better than it's been in previous years, star safety, star, they're good players. Tampa, who are we kidding? For about an hour, they led the division. So I think you're going to see it. It started with the Bucks last night. Watch the Rams and the Cowboys. The Rams, been fooling people. A little bit of a poser. You're going to see Dallas hammer them this weekend. You know, the Jets and Zach Wilson, eh, they've been feisty. The Arizona Cardinals, they're a tough out. I believe last night is the second game of the honesty season. I think it started last weekend when Miami faced Philadelphia. And Miami's that warm-weather team. We call them the fake Gucci loafers. They lease the speedboat, tell her it's hers, theirs, it's mine, own it. No, you don't. And all of a sudden, you looked at Miami. They had one good drive in that entire game against the Eagles. The Bucs had one good drive against the Bills. Now, I think Miami's more real. Miami couldn't be a playoff team, but Philadelphia's built. November, December, January, February football. Buffalo is built. November, December, January football. They may not beat the Chiefs, but they're built for it. Cold-weather team, strong-arm big quarterback, Good edge rusher, playoff experience, deep roster. Buffalo's built for this. Tampa, it was a good story, but it's not a good team. Started with the Eagles-Dolphins. That was the beginning of the honest season. Posers, move aside. And last night, the baton from the Eagles-Dolphins. The nice stories will go away, and the nice teams and rosters will surge. Here's Baker after. Losing three in a row sucks. There, there's no way around that. Um, it, it's just a feeling. So, um, but we, we showed fight tonight. That's that's the one thing that um, you know we can hang our hats on. And they deserve credit for early season success. The trade deadline now again is Tuesday. So if you're Tampa now and you know reality, one good drive against Buffalo. We got Baker, they got Josh Allen. Like, what do you do? You start moving pieces. So watch a team like Tampa start moving a piece or two. Tennessee's already in. Tennessee's already moving people. Tennessee's already acknowledged. We're not going anywhere in the AFC. We're not good enough offensively. We're not good enough at quarterback. We don't have a deep enough offensive roster. Derrick Henry's getting old. Contract's about done. Maybe it's time to move him. So you're going to start seeing the honest NFL. We saw it Philly-Miami. We saw it again Buffalo-Tampa. So how about Dame? 39 last night. So down the stretch last night, 
is exactly and precisely why Milwaukee got Dame. A minute 13 left, 30-footer, bang, and he ices it. Now, the Bucs are going to be smaller with Dame. They won't be as dominant defensively. But if the biggest team in the NBA won championships all the time, the Sixers would have all sorts of trophies. Defensively, you don't have to be the best team. You need shot makers late in games. You need a Steph. You need a LeBron. You need a Tatum. You need a Murray, a Jokic. That's what you need. Three minutes left. Lillard had a and one. He had a 30-footer. He had free throws. Thanks for flying, United. Good night. That's why they got it. The last couple of years, the Bucs have been big and rim protectors and dominant physically. And they look slow. Dame gives them some twitch. That's what they need. They can be a little smaller. They don't have to be as dominant defensively. So much of sports, let's be, let's be totally honest about this, because most teams don't win a championship. So much of sports is all of us trying to convince ourselves B guys or A guys. Anytime I'd criticize Chris Middleton, come on, you don't know what you're talking about. Did you see him on the floor with Dame last night? 39 points and six. He's already on a minutes restriction. If Chris Middleton was an A, then Giannis wouldn't have threatened to leave. The minute, six possessions, Dame Middleton on the floor. That ain't close, bro. You're not going to build around Daniel Jones. His backup, Tyrod Taylor's better than he is. Stop convincing yourself B guys are A guys. Because when you get Dame on the floor with Giannis, you score, I score, you score, I score, you score, I score. It's late. Give me the ball. Boom, boom, boom. And one, three free throws. Bye. That's what an A looks like. And by the way, Dame wanted out of Portland. Why? He liked his teammates. They were Bs. Giannis, I'm leaving unless I get more help, gets an A. So for it to be, it literally, they'll get better. It did feel a little bit like your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. Chemistry is going to take some time here. But when you watch Dame last night in the fourth quarter, late in the game, that's why you went and got him. There's, there's not 10 guys in the world playing basketball. You got your Luka, you got your Steph. There's not 10. Maybe there's six and Dame's one of them. I need a basket. I need a big three. There, I'm telling you, folks, the number of people, it's Steph, it's Dame, it's Luca. That list gets really short really fast. And so the reason Dame left Portland and Giannis was about to leave Milwaukee, now they play together, and you can see it instantly. Who cares if they're not as big or not as great defensively? And they won't be. Who cares? They will be a better team with three minutes left. Here's Dame. It was definitely different. You know, when I come here, um, it kind of feels like a road game. You know, right now it's like I'm looking around like I'm the new guy, you know, even though I've been in this league a long time. I came here to, to be a part of winning. And, um, you know, I think I've, I've started to settle in, you know, just by how I've been embraced and, you know, what, what the team is saying to me behind closed doors. You know, I know people sometimes bristle at my love for mobility. Wasn't that fun last night? Like, solved a problem. Portland's going to be fine, just not this year. Like, Milwaukee for years has been talking themselves into stuff. 
But Giannis is now getting to the end of his prime. Probably has about two more prime years. Then he's an older player. Steph is out of his prime. There are, th- there are things they can do. There are things they can't. So Steph needs things that he didn't need five years ago. And Giannis is about a year away from needing things that he can't do what he could do four years ago. Right? Like Giannis is still in his prime, but those that five or six jet fuel years, it's just like LeBron. LeBron's been trying to pass that baton to AD for years. He just won't take it. So that last night is why you make the move, and it the chemistry will get better, but you took a little away on the defensive side in size, but what you get at the end of games, more than worth it, and you saw it in game one. I have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's have some fun. New users, please use the code HERD. When you download the app, it takes about 90 seconds max to download it. Now my parlay picks of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Jags minus two and a half at the Steelers. I like Pittsburgh, but they've been outgained in every game. Jaguars are a bit undervalued. I think they win by about a field goal to four points. I'll take the Jags. Saints plus one and a half at the Colts. Derek Carr's been struggling. He's hearing about it. There's too much talent not to beat a backup. Colts come out of a very, very trying, difficult, physical game against Cleveland. I think they pull back. I'll take the Saints plus one and a half. 49ers at home minus five and a half against the Bengals. I like Cincinnati, but they're winning and being outplayed. 49ers in a bad mood after two road losses. Come home and lean on them. I'll take the Niners by about 10. Jags, Saints, Niners. You want to take the herd parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. Have some fun. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the HERD. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. 
Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. So I think the Dallas Cowboys, I call it separation weekend. You saw it with Philly and Miami, the cold, physical, mean, big, strong team pull away from the guys at the beach. You saw it last night. Warm weather Tampa comes up to Buffalo. Big separation shouldn't have been that close. I think Dallas handles the Rams this weekend. Rams have been doing it on coaching, smoke and mirrors. They don't have much punch offensively. They don't have a very good offensive line. So the Cowboys are going to thump the Rams, in my opinion, and the Rams. Uh, reality sets in. They may make moves at the trade deadline. I think it's possible, maybe not probable with McVay. But Dallas is going to be on cloud nine. We don't need anything. Wrong. Dallas is good. And there's an argument of the third best team in the NFC. Argument. Not a bad argument. But we know there are two teams that they don't match up well. San Francisco and Philly. Let's just take San Francisco. The last three times Dallas has faced San Francisco, same story each time. The Cowboys are 0-3, Dak's lousy, run game disappears, Dallas averages 13 a game, and Dak is really bad. 57% completion rate, passer rating at 60. What could the Cowboys use against San Francisco? Because you got to get through them to get to the Super Bowl. A dominating Zeke in his prime, Zeke, at the goal line, pounding number one running back, improves time of possession, more running, less reliance on Dak, better play-action pass opportunities. Zeke left, and you can say what you want about Zeke, Dallas suddenly has gotten really bad at the goal line in short yardage situations. As Greg Cosell pointed out yesterday, Tony Pollard has a purpose, but it's not as a number one back. I think they need to do a really good job schematically in terms of their use of personnel, their formations. They need to understand the defense they're playing against so they can anticipate it well and run route concepts that specifically attack it. Dak needs in some ways to be set up for success. And I think if they can do that, then he can be effective. I think he still needs to be the driving force of that offense, Colin. I don't think they have enough with the run game. I think you and I both like Pollard, but I think we probably both agree that he's not a feature back in a strict sense. You can't run your offense through Tony Pollard. You can run it through Derrick Henry. Tennessee is open for business. They just traded their Pro Bowl safety. They're going to start one of their backups here. Like, Tennessee is open for business. The Jags are winning that division, and the Colts and Houston are better. Tony Pollard's a two. A dynamic home run hitting two. That's who he is. Now, we haven't seen a lot of Dallas against a healthy Jalen Hurts. 
But my point is, San Francisco, we know how it turns out with this current Cowboy roster. And Philadelphia is basically the Niners with a better quarterback. So to me, last year of Derrick Henry's contract, he's available. Jerry Jones said he is willing to take a big swing. I'm by nature uh, active, and I'm by nature a risk taker. So uh, don't come by unless you want struck at. We will trade. There's no mistake about it, or we will make a deal. And uh, it's certainly got a, a high bar because I like our team. We know what Dallas looks like. We know what the Cowboys look like when they face San Francisco. I have the last three games. They become very reliant on Dak. He ends up stinking, and they have to run the offense through somebody else. Make it easier for Dak. Throwing on second and five, third and one. That's when Dak, especially at home, tough as nails. He's a good home quarterback. Not when he's trailing, though. He can't play that way. He's become very reliant on C.D. Lamb. They need their Christian McCaffrey. Think how good San Francisco was. Think about how good San Francisco was. And they're like, we need another big piece, McCaffrey. Think how good Philadelphia was. We need another big piece, A.J. Brown. McCaffrey's been a star. A.J. Brown's been a star. Now, Derrick Henry's not in his prime, but he is still very, very good and serves the purpose of what Dallas needs. This is one to keep your eyes on. J-Mac suggested it earlier this week, and I think it's spot on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The Lakers beat the Suns last night. Suns were shorthanded, so there wasn't much to take of the game. But there was one thing to really take from the game. So breaking down the game, who cares? But LeBron's 38. Going to be 39 soon. He's in year 21. For three years, LeBron has been trying to pass the baton to, to AD, and he won't take it. <laughs> In crunch time last night, who got the ball? Who carried him to a win? Now, now, AD had 30 and 12. He fills that puppy up every night. But make no mistake, the Lakers, the Lakers waived LeBron's minute restriction against the shorthanded Suns in game two at home. They waived it. The minute restriction. Remember, that was the talk. LeBron didn't love it. LeBron played every minute of the fourth quarter. That is insane. But here's the truth. After two games, when LeBron's not playing, the Lakers are minus 36. And when he does play and he's on the floor, they're plus 29. That is exactly what they are. They're going to win a lot of games. But when they face the Celtics, who have their two best players in their prime, or the Nuggets, who have their three best players in their prime... Lakers going to be relying on really, really old LeBron. Like I said, I've come to terms with what AD is. I don't get frustrated anymore. LeBron's been trying to pass him the baton for three years, and he won't take it. Now, the Lakers will win games. AD's a top 10 player when healthy. LeBron is still great. Restrict his minutes. Give him the ball late. They have very good depth. I think Darvin Ham's a really good coach. But once again, let's just be honest you're seeing it two games in. They've waived his minutes restriction. I mean, it was KD, everybody else. KD was unbelievable. Don't have Beal, don't have Booker. That, that's not a game you got to waive the minute restrictions on. So, um, you know, LeBron after defending AD, which I, I've just come to terms with who he is. 
We don't give a shit about criticism about AD. We don't care. Nothing bothers us. Nothing. We don't. AD doesn't care. I don't know if guys have figured that out. AD does not care. He's not on social media, so he doesn't see none of the crap. He rarely talks unless it's us. So we don't. We don't give a shit about it. And he definitely doesn't. He's going to do his job, and we happy to have AD. Notice LeBron's bigger, thicker as he comes into his season. Look how big he is. Check in in about three months. The cardio. He'll shrink a little bit, but he is ready to go for the long haul. But just know, he played every minute of the fourth. He's going to be 39. <laughs> so, AD will fill out that box score. He'll give you good defense. It still runs through LeBron late. All right, so I'm going to give you three stories. I've been on this Michigan thing. Blazing five, top of the hour. Dumpster diving, top of the hour, blazing five. So, C.J. Stroud... Boy, what a good young quarterback he is. Former Buckeye. Said, yeah, I kind of had an idea when I was at Ohio State. They were kind of, may have had some plays. TCU, according to sources, knew of Michigan's sign stealing. So they used dummy signals to dupe the Wolverines. That's funny. That's gamesmanship. I like that. Nick Saban said this week, there's no reason for us not to allow speakers in players' helmets. So if this just constitutes this scandal, this scheme, iPhone, seat geek, scary. If it constitutes change, it's a win. It really is a win. College football has always, and they have an older fan base. So the college football fan base is older than the NFL. Major league fan base, way older than the NBA. So college football and baseball have to be dragged into the present. I mean, how long did it take Major League Baseball to use the replay review? Little League World Series was using it. So college football guy is all about the past. Baseball guy, seam head, all about the past. They can't talk the sport without bringing up Mickey Mantle. That's fine. Is what it is. That's the culture. But the NBA and the NFL, my two favorite leagues, tend to be into innovation. So think about this, college football, as far as we can tell, the top five programs, just the top five, generate a billion dollars in annual revenue. There's 130 teams. So the sport generates somewhere between five and eight billion dollars annually. And they use like signs on the sidelines, not headsets. Signs with Pokemon pictures, emojis, crying Jordans. I'm not trying to drag college football into the future. Hell, I'm just trying to drag them into the present. <laughs> I'm not asking you to be a hipster. Can we just drag you into the present and use a headset? NIL, screaming and kicking. Transfer portal, screaming and kicking. College football playoffs, screaming and kicking. Uh, clock stoppages, screaming and kicking. A lot of old people love college football. I'm older. I like it. But I'm not going to defend baseball or college football for being stubborn. So yet again, we have an incident where this reminds us how outdated this is. And as Joel Klatt pointed out earlier this week, they could go to headsets tomorrow. It's an $8 billion annual revenue sport. They could go to it tomorrow. But everybody's doing what Michigan's doing to some level. They may be going over it, 
It may be more turbulence than a little bump here or there, but everybody knows about it. Everybody's doing it. And if this just creates change, I've, I've said this years ago, this, this is something that's kind of behind. It's in the weeds, so I won't spend too much time on it. But the NFL has always treated its sport like a TV show. They often go to networks and suggest things. Networks have had to go to college football and baseball and say, you're underachieving. Let us control it. Do you notice Fox has had a big say in the Big Ten? College football on our network is up 12% this year, that show, the big noon kickoff. Why? Because we said, we're going to tell you, we're going to give you some money, but we, we, we own a big chunk of this, so we're, we're going to kind of control stuff and drag you into the present, and it works. And by the way, USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington, everybody's saying, oh, network TV is controlling it. Oh, guilty as charged. Watch the ratings keep going up. If we depend on college football to grow, for those of us who love it, it'll never grow. They would have ne- California had to pass a law to give us NIL, transfer portal, all the old heads. Players shouldn't be able to transfer. Coaches did. Players shouldn't get paid. Why? That's why I go to watch games. I don't go to watch the coach. So college football's always had an old fan base like baseball. Both are great. I'm not dissuading anybody from watching. I love college football, and, and this isn't the most compelling World Series ever. But be careful about saying it's not going to be good. Arizona's been the shock of the world, and Texas is blowing past the best teams. Could be a great World Series. But if, if this constitutes change, I'm there for it. You know, it's funny. Last night, I'm sitting around. Uh, what Michigan is doing was legal until 1994. So I went and looked at the AP poll, final AP poll, 1990, 91, 92, 93, 94. And I looked at the teams. Then I went the rule change, right, where the big schools didn't, have an advantage scouting. And I looked at the AP final top 20 in 95, 96, 97, 98. You know what I, you know what I noticed? It's all the same teams. It's all the big powers. Alabama, Oklahoma, Notre Dame back then. It's all the same schools. Alabama. At the time, it may have been a USC or a Washington. It was all the same teams. It's not changing outcomes. It's not changing outcomes. TCU, according to a story, used it to dupe Michigan. So... Um, Joel Klatt this week on the biggest issue with sign-stealing in college football. Why are we in this gray area where everyone's saying, like, no, this is actually rampant, but no, they kind of went over the line. So, like, well, why are we in this? Well, we don't have audio in the, in the helmet of the players in, the co- in college football like we do in the NFL. Yeah. Well, why is that? Do you know why, really why, we don't have audio in the helmet why, of the players? Why? Coaches. They all say to each other, oh, yeah, sign-stealing's a problem. We need to do something about it. Then they go to their AD and they're like, no, 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 we sign steal. So don't change the rules. What's the fundamental reason why we're in this scenario in college football is because we don't have an overarching governing body. We don't have a leader. That's right. And that's been, I've said this about the reason UFC took over boxing. Dana White, a centralized leader willing to make tough decisions, whether you or I agree with them, will strong chin, big swings, defiant leader boxing didn't have it just a bunch of promoters self-serving promoters it's why the nfl continues to separate from college football roger goodell leadership singular voice decisions made through the top so there's there's no question that headsets i mean it's, it's embarrassing that in an eight billion annual revenue sport 
You can't even use what the guy at Jack in the Box can use in the drive-thru? We can't, we can't get a headset? I mean, give me a break. So I'm sorry if I'm not outraged because you can't figure out how to use the same thing I order Chick-fil-A through every day but Sunday. I mean, that can't be that much. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes, and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. 
Panini America, the official trading cards, and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. That's a hot one. Let's blaze it up. Fire it up. It's Colin's Blazing Fire. Take Dallas minus six and a half. They've won 10 consecutive home games. Dak is a great home favorite. I don't love him on the road or playing from behind, but the Cowboys last 10 home games, they averaged 33 a game, 16 plus on the turnover differential. Dak has won eight consecutive home games. I don't think he's gonna trail. He's got the better roster. Better defense, top five in both scoring and total defense. The Rams, the gig is up. They've lost five of six. They're banged up physically. Matt Stafford, last three games, completing 55% of his throws. They don't have their number one running back. The offensive line, again, it's scotch tape. It's separation weekend. Dallas, home favorite. Good spot for Dak. They win in cover 28-20. Jets and Giants. Dumpster diving. I'll take the Giants plus three. Here's why. You think I'm going to swallow three with Zach Wilson? Do you know with Tyrod Taylor, they had 11 plays of 20-plus yards over the last two games. They got an offense. They're getting Darren Waller the ball. Tyrod Taylor, two TD, zero picks last week. Daniel Jones had two TD passes all season. I told you, I like the Tyrod Taylor Giants more than the Daniel Jones Giants. And Zach Wilson in this offense is anemic. They've been held to 20 or fewer in four or five games. They're last in virtually everything. So he's completing 60% of his throws on the year. I like Sala. I like the defense. But getting three points, I'm taking it. Last week, I called some upsets. We hit on them. I'm calling the Giants over the Jets 24-23. Eagles at Commanders. Okay, dumpster diving. Eagles... I'm going to take the Commanders plus seven. It's a touchdown. I'm taking it. Division rivalry game. Sam Howell got a nice arm. Second in the league in fourth quarter passing yards. The defense has three plus sacks in four straight games. That means Jalen Hurts, who's not healthy, who has more interceptions eight this year than he did all of last year. So Jalen's banged up. This team's lost a turnover battle in three straight games. They should win this game. They're better. But I just saw the Patriots beat the Bills in a division game. I'm taking the seven. Commanders cover. Eagles win 27-23. Texans at Panthers. I really like the Texans minus three and a half. It's a good team. They blew out Pittsburgh. This is a good team. They blew out Jacksonville. Texans are a good team. Panthers are awful. Texans, good team. They've won three of four. They've held opponents to 21 or fewer for the last month. Tank Dell returns, an explosive receiver. Do you know C.J. Stroud leads the NFL in passer rating on third down? They are going to control time of possession, turn third downs into first downs. The Panthers have lost three of four by ten points. This is a bad team, and everybody in the room knows it. Bryce Young, they don't throw the ball down the field. They have no explosiveness. They'll hang around. It's a, it's the kind of game that'll look a little sloppy and ugly. I get the better quarterback. I think I get the better roster. I'm going to take the Texans to win 31-23. Raiders and Lions. Like it? I love Detroit minus 7.5. I think they blow the Raiders out. First of all, any good team that gets humiliated bounces back. The first six weeks, the Lions were outstanding, top five in all the offensive categories. Don't sell your stock because Lamar Jackson embarrassed them. Lamar Jackson is 16-1 against the NFC. 
They have the number two rush defense, forcing the Raiders to pass. Oh, good. Jimmy Garoppolo, eight picks, seven touchdown passes this year. The Raiders have lost three straight road games. By the way, they've lost three straight road games by an average of 18 points. This is a Raider team under Josh McDaniel that lost to Baker Mayfield two days before he got to the Rams. They lost to Jeff Saturday. Uh, they lost to a Division II quarterback. Detroit is pissed. They're better. They're at home, and they're going to roll them. Detroit 33, Raiders 23. All this hanging around stuff for the Raiders is over. Don't sell your Lions stock. They're going to win 11, 12 games and win the division. So it's a separation weekend between the playoff teams and the pretenders. I'll take the favored Cowboys, the favored Lions, the favored Texans, and I'm going to take the Giants and the Commanders with points. J-Mac, which one don't you like? That is that is the ultimate poo-poo platter. I, I don't see anything I like there except the Lions. Um, I, I'm nervous about the Giants game, weirdly, as a Jets fan. Like, the Giants stink, but this is... Tyron um, Taylor makes no mistakes. He, does, he plays clean. Um, I was looking at Panthers, but I just saw Brian Burns went down. He may not play this weekend. Oh, come on. Oof. I already bought my jet skis. With which game or all of them? First of all, I love Detroit. The, the hook, three and a half, would tell you take Carolina. I don't care. This weekend, I think the Dallas game's a game I like. The, the further you dig on Dak, Dak is a home favorite, is a really good quarterback. Mm. So let's not it, – it, home matters in the NFL. To Dak, it seems to matter than it does for most quarterbacks. Careful with that back door. Always open for Stafford and McVay. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Well, we hired him at Fox NFL kickoff, 11 a.m. Eastern. He has been a home run for us. 12 years, three Super Bowl rings, a Super Bowl MVP. And uh, from Belichick to Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels, Brian Dable, Julian Edelman has been around the block, and we talk off the air about... I I want to address something first on Josh Allen, and you made a good point backstage, is that cultures are different. And and you had mentioned this last time you were on, Julian. Even with Belichick... If you return all the same players, every team has a new identity. But I do feel with defensive coaches, the identity is always pretty close. There's ways to play. And I think, I feel like with Josh Allen, he's, he once again, this offense is him putting on a cape. And I watched last night and I'm like, why are we down to a Hail Mary? These teams aren't close. And, and you pointed out that maybe this is sort of what Sean likes. Yeah, you look at like, it just put me back when, Coach would talk about our games, and especially this time of the year, you're just trying to win games. You're getting ready to go on your run. you got to find ways to win games. And if you look at last night, it was a, uh, a field position battle. Yes. Like, they were pinning the Buccaneers all night. All on, night. And that's what defensive coaches want. You know, you, they, liked, they have what they'd had. They were playing from ahead. They're pinning the other team that doesn't really know how to play the Buffalo Bills far back. And, and McDermott loves that. He's a defensive-minded coach. That's this right. guy wants he wants to play with a lead and make these guys travel the whole length of the field. And, and usually when that happens, teams make mistakes or they have to punt from their five, and then you're getting the field position back and you're going to get points. So you know, late in the year when, the, when it's getting colder, this is a template for a lot of teams of how they play. Yeah. And, and to, we, I may look at it and think, you left so much meat on the bone. Sean's like, that's how I want to win every game. 
I don't know if that's verbatim what he's saying, but a win is a win, especially a non-division, non-conference team. You don't play each other that well, that often. You're not very familiar with them. So to go out and get a win outside the conference, you're just doing anything you can to get, get the win. So um, Belichick, right before they play Buffalo, word gets out, leaks. Yeah. I always say stuff leaks, leaks. for a reason. That Belichick's got a new deal. What did you make of that? I didn't know what to make of it because historically no one ever knew anything about coach's contract. There's three people in the world that do probably there could be one other. It's Mr. Kraft, Jonathan Kraft and Bill. No one else knows anything. No one talks of anything. So it tells you two things. One puts a little heat on coach, you know, Hey coach, we're, we're sticking back with you. Let's go. And then number two, it tells the players, I know you're hearing what the media is saying. Oh, coach is this, that. Well, you better straighten up because he's going to be around for three more years. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what it could be as well. So I don't know. I'm not in the building. But it was very odd for me to hear that because no one, no one ever talks about the contract. And it's, one of the, it's the biggest mystery in sports. And it's a lot of money. So then they go out and they beat Buffalo. Did New yeah. England turn a corner or... Is it just mistakes by Buffalo? It's a, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, New England finally played a game the way they want to play a game. Yeah, like let's let's do well in let's do well on third down. They were four for four for nine. Let's, we can we can deal with that. Let's skip third down. Have opportunistic runs with you know Zeke and Ramondre. Uh, they didn't ha- they didn't kill the rushing yards, but they had opportunistic runs. And most importantly, let's take care of the football. Yes, they had a, a fumble by Bourne. But they didn't throw picks. They didn't have these dumb throws by, you know, Mac or a receiver falling down. Like, it, it just seemed a little more tightened up. And, it, and it's great for the younger players and the players in that offense and on that team to see that because coaches, I guarantee you, has been preaching that. That exact formula right there, how they beat the Buffalo Bills all year. Guys, we take care of the football. We execute on situational plays third down red area which they were also three for five in the red area they had a good red area plan going and and like let's take care of the football our defense will get us they'll get us plays because josh allen he's gonna throw he's gonna throw one to five balls yep. in a team meeting strong arm guys always do he's a very confident guy it's his strength and his weakness so they finally went back and, and they played the game the way they had to and it, it's good to see that it was really good i got a couple guys that are still there that i played with and you know, it gives them a little jolt, maybe a little confidence. Now they're going into Miami, or they have they're going into Miami this week. Interesting game. That O line for Miami, all up. dinged up, Julian. Yes, yeah, and you have Godshaw, and and who's the other uh, tackle um, for the the Pats? D tackle. He's he's been having a really good year. My bad, Bubs. If if you're watching this, no problem. Uh, the template's out on how how to how to get at. Miami. Absolutely. Mid-pressure. Let's get pressure up the middle of the pocket. Let's get two off his reads. Let's make him think about the rush. You know, a f- kind of a fast, finesse team when they go against physical brutes. I've seen it three times. You know, it, there's a template. So, you know, this could be a good thing. I mean, going for the Patriots going forward, I mean, they always split. We always split with Miami. And I know Miami got the Patriots back in Foxborough, but... You know, this is this is this could be a good week for the Patriots. The Patriots are two and one in, in the division. Yep. You know. Um, I want to talk about the trade deadline. So 
I always think, because I, if I didn't do this, my dream job would be a GM in the NFL. Yeah. I, I would love it. And I, I always had this theory is that free agency is suckerville. Is basically, I want to draft and develop, but there are realities that everybody misses on the draft. Every, the Howie Roseman misses on the draft. So sometimes you got to go by your mistake. And so I look at Dallas, and um, Zeke got old really fast. Derrick Henry's out there. And I look at it, and Tony Pollard is more of a dynamic two. He's not on a pitching staff. He's not your race. He's your two. And I look at this team, and I got my C.D. Lamb, and I have Dak. O-line's pretty good. I got my pass rusher. And I think to myself, trade deadline, Cleveland's open for business. They just gave their safety to Philly. They're open for business. And after this weekend, Julian, Tuesday's the trade deadline, a lot of people are going to be open for business. A lot yeah. of those teams are on the bubble. Tampa, by the way, probably now open for business. What do you make of Derrick Henry Dallas? Is that a fit or, or somewhere else? I, I like that fit, and I heard your take that, you know, he could be a first or second, a short down, a goal line type back. But if you look at Derrick Henry's, like, history, he's not really good in those situations. If you if you really look at it, he's a, he's a guy that you have to give him a, a certain amount of number of carries to get him going. He breaks through the line, yeah. and he's got an 80-yard run. Right. But when it's third and one, you know, you, you're, it's fourth and one on the, on the one, he's got those big old legs, and, and it seems <laughs> like guys can bottle him up. And so, you know, I think that's a, it would be a good storyline, but I, I would like to see Derrick Henry go to Cleveland. I think Cleveland would be a good spot. You know, Hunt hasn't been playing the way that he has in the past. They don't have Chubb anymore. They've been trying to, they've been getting wins. I don't even know how, through their defense, but with a guy like Derrick Henry, especially when it gets a little colder in the AFC North, guy big back, Guys don't like to tackle when it gets colder. Like, I think Derrick Henry going to, like, Cleveland is, is, is that, ideal. That's a really good point. Northern division, guys don't want to tackle. So I was initially not a tush-push guy. And then I thought to myself, timeout. I wasn't anti-Wildcat. I was anti it didn't work. Yeah. But in the end, what Nick Sirianni said is, best center in a decade and a quarterback that deadlifts 600 pounds who's small that you can't get a shot at. It's innovation. Yeah. By the way, Tom never failed in the quarterback sneak. So I don't like the look of it, but I didn't like the look of Tom's quarterback sneaks. They worked. Yeah. So well, how do you view it? Is it dangerous? Do you worry about that? It's very dangerous. Uh, I remember specifically, we, we'd have our short yardage meetings, and Scarnacchio would get up on the mic, and he'd be like, all right, fellas, we got to get down. We're putting our quarterback in the jaws of death. And that's what they would say, <laughs> the jaws of death, because that's what it is when you go in there. I mean, we saw what Brock Purdy got. You know, you get, you get banged from all different areas. Guys are, are trying to stop that play, and it hasn't gone that way necessarily for Philadelphia, but there still is a risk when they're putting their best player or their highest paid player in the jaws of death. So I, I don't think they should, they should take it away. I, I think teams should try to find a way to beat it. Or, or you're getting some shots on the quarterback that, you know, those add up. So yeah. I, I don't think they should make it illegal at all. So got to stop it. I said um, there's a really interesting stat is that NFC teams are 1-16 and 16 yeah. against Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I said, you know, it's like if you've never skied before and you get somebody takes you up on the big chair, it, it looks like Mount Everest. Yeah. Okay, you need a couple runs. You need a couple lessons. Now, there's a way to beat Lamar. 
it, you got to see that you got to see it a couple times. So AFC teams do better. So I don't take I don't take anything away from Detroit. I think they'll be fine. It's like this is an avalanche. Let's get on the plane and get out of here. Um, tell me your thoughts on Lamar. You played college quarterback. I find him better in the pocket than people think. To- I like guys that are competitive. He's furious when he misses. Mm-hmm. The first time you saw him, what did you make of his style? Because you were a guy that moved in the pocket. Yeah, he's a dangerous player, and, and it makes everyone vulnerable on the defense if you don't do your job. That, that's why it's so hard to prepare for a guy like him if you've never seen him. I remember when he first came into the league, they had me running scout team quarterback. I bet that, yes. You know what I mean? Just to run around, and I'd have to run around for... You know, after the play, even if I was tagged down, just to get guys to, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta swarm them. You gotta swarm them, and you got, you can't get past the quarterback because he's so much faster in person. In person, I remember Rob Ninkovich. You know, man, coming after the first drive, he's a lot faster than what he looks on film. You know, what I mean, like, and if you mess up only one play, one player makes a, a play, that's a thirty-yard gain, and then that guy who messed up on that one play, he's thinking about. That 30-yard game, and then he, he's playing hesitant, and then now it, it's a formula where Lamar's got this, you know, he sits back in that pocket. They're not going to rush him. He could pick your defense apart, and, and it, it's a very tricky situation, especially if you've never seen it. So if I, um, if I said to you, Jalen Hurts has been dinged up. Yeah. I don't know if it's the tush push. He argues it's in the pocket. It's not running around. But the other night against Miami, it was very interesting. He did a bootleg and sat down. And when he got up, he shortened his steps because he had a limp and he didn't want anybody to see it. So he kind of pitter-pattered. He's like, I'm not letting them see this. About 45 minutes later, he ran outside and limped. And I said the other day, I don't think he's been healthy since week six last year. He's just so gifted. This is such a good old line that he's able to just play hurt. And then, I, and then I think to myself, all the times I've talked to athletes, that you were probably dinged up by week four. I mean, so it's, I find Philadelphia fascinating. The criticisms on Jalen Hurts, I think he could have been in the tush push. I think, but when I watch him play, I don't remember the last time I saw because last year he was hurt. Yeah. Go tell me right now as an NFL, former NFL player, we are in week eight. We, did you ever wake up on a Monday and feel great? At this time of the year, absolutely not, and, and that that differentiates good players from really good players to great players. I mean, there's countless injuries that no one knows about that Tom Brady had, and the great players, what they do is they know how to adjust their game. They adjust their game to like, how do I ha- how how can I perform at the absolute best? with the injury that I'm having. I mean, I remember one time Tom had like a broken foot. No one knew about it. And, and the guy was still playing. And what he would do is he would adjust his game accordingly. Let's get the ball out. Let's not take hits. And Jalen Hurts is a mentally tough guy like that. Very. You know, he, he's the type of guy that he will adjust his game. He, he's, he's a tough guy that's not going to like miss four or five games. He's going to be there with the team. And he's going to try to figure a way out how to how to – Go out and perform at your highest level. I mean, being the quarterback, you're a problem solver. You know, you're the CEO of the team. You know, you, you got to go out and you got to solve problems. And sometimes the problem's you. You got to figure a way out. What do I? I can't go to my right. All right, let's let's talk with the you know the play caller. Do we not go there? Let's let's get the ball out quicker. Let's rely on other guys. 
And I, I'm a firm believer that Jalen Hurts has been doing that his whole, his whole career because he's been banged up. I mean, when you play the position the way he plays it, he's running, he's taking hits. I don't care how much you squat. I don't care how fast you are. You know, these guys are big, and it's, it's a numbers game. The more hits you take, the more vulnerable you are getting hurt to a, you know, a bigger injury or, or you're banged up. That's just what this, this league's about. So the great ones know how to adjust their game properly. I mean, you don't at this point of the, the year, no one is 100%. No one's even close to it right now. Finally, uh, Jordan Love is struggling. And I, I've, I've said before, and I think this is true, is um, you can't fool an athlete. Athletes know. I've asked so many guys this. Who's the best player that you come into camp, you talked about this, and you see a six-round safety from Colgate, and he lights up a receiver, and you're like, second practice, like, that, that guy's a player. In Green Bay now, I'm, I'm a layman, I don't know. But I see things I don't like, downfield accuracy. Do you think people are making judgments in those rooms in Green Bay? Do you think players know, but you can't bail on him because he's probably struggling with confidence? It depends on how it's going in practice. Practice has a lot to do with everyone's really? confidence in really? people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you, if you see a guy performing in practice well, then, then it, it'll eventually trickulate to the games. And if it doesn't, then there's a problem there. But, you know, if, if the guy's out there performing poorly in practice, that's when guys are going to start saying, like, why is this guy getting the reps? What are we doing? You know, but if, if he's doing well in practice, then game day, there's a whole lot of other variables that set right. in, right? you know, with, with this game. So it, it all, for me, it was always... How's the guy practicing? Can he can he get the offense going in practice? You know, is he comfortable? Does he is he making the throws? Because it will translate. I mean, he still is pretty early in his career. I know he's had three years, and I'm a very, I'm kind of on your side when when it says like, all right, he's had a year after Thanksgiving, let's go. But you know, that's a very loyal kind of take your time type organization with the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I don't think Aaron Rodgers out of the beginning. No. He didn't light it up. Six and I, ten. They saw it in practice, though. That's right. You know what I mean? So it, it all depends on how he's doing in practice. How was Gronk as a practice player? <laughs> Gronk was insane. So we used to have <laughs> we used to have goal line seven on seven every every uh Friday, fast Fridays, and no one could cover him. You know, we'd be on the goal line and He'd be mossing guys and jumping up over guys, and and Belichick would just sit there and twirl his whistle and what the f what's going on? <laughs> and one week he comes out, and I'm talking he would score like eight touchdowns in this period. Like he wasn't, you he, he couldn't cover him, and he, you throw it anywhere, the guy's not coverable. He pulled out, remember those easy buttons from yes. Staples? Yeah. He pulled out an easy button and just started pressing the pressing the easy button at practice <laughs> after he scored. And you know, when you perform, Belichick doesn't say anything. He laughed. He laughed. He liked. He goes, "Oh, what are you doing?" But you know, when it was one of those things. So he was a dominant practice player. He was a dominant practice player. I don't doubt that at all. No, there was you know, practice was very, 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 very excruciating with with the Patriots. They they had to see it. For you to go out and do it. You had to earn it. You had to earn it every week. What a pleasure to have you on again, buddy. It's always a pleasure. I love having you on. I, you know what? You did steal one guy from me. Who? Mitch. 
from my social media team. He, I guess I he did. Yeah, he was really good. I, I took him. Yeah, I well, mean, you know what? He went to the bigs. I treat my people really well. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Now I feel guilty. Not not guilty enough to give it back to you. He's good. You, look at your TikTok scores or whatever. Yeah, my TikToks. I like that. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 